Kansas Memory, a Kansas State Historical Society podcast featuring glimpses of Kansas history from documents in the Library and Archives collections. Dwight D. Eisenhower was born October 14, 1890 in the small town of Denison, Texas, but was raised and educated in Abilene, Kansas. In 1953, Eisenhower was sworn in as the 34th President of the United States. Eisenhower's activities during those intervening years are well documented and include, most notably, his tenure as general in the U.S. Army and his appointment in February 1944 to Supreme Commander of the Allied Expeditionary Forces in Europe. In this capacity, Eisenhower was responsible for the planning and execution of Operation Overlord, the Allied offensive plan for the invasion of Western Europe and defeat of the powerful German forces. Despite extremely unfavorable weather conditions, he issued orders to commence this assault on June 6, 1944, with the landing of Allied forces on the beaches at Normandy, France. Just 11 months later, on May 8, 1945, the Allied forces had prevailed and the war in Europe was over. But what if Dwight Eisenhower had not attended West Point Military Academy and later become a general in the Army? What effect might this have had on the course of history? Thanks to the diligent record-keeping of Joseph L. Bristow, the late U.S. Senator from Salina, Kansas, the Kansas Historical Society has letters written to Bristow by a teenaged Eisenhower and the responses from the Senator. These letters allow us to speculate on how easily lives, careers, and history might have been altered. At the age of two, Ike moved with his family to Abilene, Kansas. He graduated from Abilene High School in May 1909, and although determined to obtain a college education, he and his older brother Ed agreed to first work and help support one another through school. While employed at a creamery during the summer of 1910, Eisenhower befriended a young man who had spent one year at the Naval Academy and was familiar with the process of requesting appointments to service academies. The prospect of attending Annapolis and receiving a free education greatly interested Ike and prompted him, on August 20th, 1910, to write the following letter to Senator Bristow. Dear Senator, I would very much like to enter either the school at Annapolis or the one at West Point. In order to do this, I must have an appointment to one of these places, so I am writing you to secure the same. I have graduated from high school and will be 19 years of age this fall. If you find it possible to appoint me to one of these schools, your kindness will certainly be appreciated by me. Trusting to hear from you concerning this matter at your earliest convenience. Respectfully yours, Dwight Eisenhower. Eisenhower was already age 19 when this letter was written, and it is uncertain why he misstated his age. Possibly he was aware the age limit for the Annapolis entrance exam would prohibit his participation. As we shall soon hear, he made the same mistake in his acceptance letter to Bristow. Since he was known as a math wizard, it is difficult to believe that these were mere oversights made by the future president. The receipt of his letter was quickly acknowledged by Bristow's office, but after two more weeks of silence, an impatient Eisenhower wrote a second letter dated September 3, 1910. Dear Sir, some time ago I wrote you applying for appointment to West Point or Annapolis. As yet, I have heard nothing definite from you about the matter, but I noticed in the daily papers that you would soon give a competitive examination for these appointments. Now, if you find it impossible to give me an appointment outright to one of these places, would I have the right to enter this competitive examination? Trusting to hear from you at your earliest convenience, 
I am, respectfully yours, Dwight Eisenhower. Eisenhower was invited to take the exam in Topeka and achieve the second highest score of the eight participants. Senator Bristow's letter arrived in late October, nearly three weeks after the exam. My dear Mr. Eisenhower, I have decided to send in your name to the Secretary of War as my nominee for the vacancy in the West Point Military Academy occurring next spring. The entrance examination will be held at Jefferson Barracks, Missouri on the second Tuesday in January. The form for nomination calls for a statement of your exact age, years, and months. Please send this information at once. With best wishes, I am, very truly yours, Joseph Bristow. Eisenhower's friend, who had introduced him to the idea of attending one of the military academies, would later refer to the West Point nomination as a cruel blow. All Ike's hopes had been aimed at Annapolis. However, Ike had already discovered that his age precluded eligibility for the naval exam, and on October 25th, he wrote to Bristow. Dear Sir, your letter of the 24th instant has just been received. I wish to thank you sincerely for the favor you have shown me in appointing me to West Point. In regard to the information desired, I am just 19 years and 11 days of age. Thanking you again, I am, very truly yours, Dwight Eisenhower. However, Eisenhower was 20 years and 11 days of age on October 25, 1910. Regardless, he was clearly eligible for admittance to West Point, and though questioned later by journalists, Ike was never able to clarify the discrepancy. He passed the entrance exam in January 1911 and in March wrote another letter of thanks to the senator. Dear Sir, having learned from my parents that you are again in Salina, I take this opportunity of thanking you for my appointment to West Point. I have been ordered to report at West Point June 14th this year. So, trusting that you will accept my heartfelt thanks for the great favor you have conferred upon me, I am, respectfully yours, Dwight Eisenhower. And as they say, the rest is history. So what if Eisenhower had attended Annapolis and become an admiral? What if he had not received any service academy appointment at all? What would the world look like today? This has been a Kansas Memory, a Kansas Historical Society podcast. The documents used in this podcast are part of Kansas Memory, a virtual repository of primary sources from the Historical Society collections. The URL for the website is www.kansasmemory.org. Thank you.